You are listening to episode 75 of the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. And today we're doing something a little different in that we want to share a podcast that we published a year ago that we believe is very timely. And the reason that we believe it's very timely is because I cannot tell you how many moms I have had text or call or email me and say, what is going on with my kid? They are constantly throwing a fit. And so we thought, you know what, let's rerun this podcast on how do I respond when my kids throw a fit. So listen in as we give you practical advice on how to handle fits in your home. Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hello, parents. Welcome to the Crazy Cool Podcast. Today, we are talking about fits. Oh, we don't even like the word fits. And we have... Yeah, tantrum's a fancier word, but... Yeah, but fits just sounds so much better when we want to talk about bad. (laughs) That's what I keep thinking when you say fits. Fits are the pits. Yes, they are bad. So we tell our children, actually, when they would throw a fit. And they happen at every age. Right. They just might look different. Like your 15-year-old might not lay on the floor yelling and screaming like your two-year-old Or they might. (laughs) (laughs) Something's terribly wrong if they are. That's right. But... Fits can happen at any age, and parents ask us a lot, okay, when you guys are doing all this relational parenting and we are connecting with our kids, what do we do when our kid throws a fit? And we've dealt with that. We've had kids that throw fits, but we started thinking about it. And I think our worst one was Macy. Oh, my goodness. She was such an emotional little girl. She yes. was just at the grocery store. She was that kid that you saw or heard aisles and aisles away because she wanted something or needed something. And we stopped going out to dinner for like a year. <laughs> yes, because she would throw a fit because something wasn't right, whatever it was she needed. Yeah, and she so, couldn't communicate it. That's the hardest part. Yeah, because she was like one and a half. Yeah. And, yeah, it's <laughs> and true. emotional. Yeah. Um, but we thought about it. And, and really, over time, as we learned these things that we teach you to pursue God, build relationships, create culture, as we've created a different culture in our home, we don't really have fits in our home. And we've created a culture and an environment and, a, and an atmosphere in our home where fits are certainly not accepted, um, but really we're not even, uh, sometimes we're not even thought about it. And let's talk about the difference. There's a difference between um, a fit and venting frustrations. I mean, you yeah, know, like all, steam we or, all have times yeah. when we just got to let it out or whatever. When, but the, when life is hard and it's not going your way and you need to articulate it. But fits are more than that. Fits are when, you know, they're out of control, that there is screaming, there is door slamming, there is there are things that are much more than just Well, and I think that the difference is that when something happens to you and you're pushing it back out, that's the letting off the steam. But when with a fit, when something happens to you, then you take it personally and you overreact and you freak out instead of realizing the boundaries behind that or the thought processes behind it. Like, okay, it's not the end of the world that I don't get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich right now. And there's usually with fits, there's blame involved. 
There right. is, oh my goodness, I hate you. And, and selfishness. You're, and, yes. And then yeah. you are, you hate me and you don't want me. All my friends are doing it and mm, I'm going to slam good. the door and, or, you know, I can't have that cookie. You never let me have a cookie and it's irrational. Irrational. And all That's those good. things that go yeah. on with fits. So I hope you see parents. We're not talking about venting. We're talking about fits. And, and, so, you, and as parents, allow your kids to vent. I mean, they've got some built-up energy in there. If something's not gone their way, then they need to be able to let it out. And so you want to create a place where they can let the words out and the venting. It's what Don said when it becomes personal and victim and blaming that you're in fit zone. Because so many times as parents, and we're going to get into how it filters through our three commitments in just a second, but it just made me think of something I think as parents, sometimes we cause the fit. Because <laughs> I would say that we are the stem of most fits, wouldn't but, you? Especially well, parents of small children. <laughs> because, and, and I, I didn't think it was funny, but it is funny. But uh, because we, sometimes when they vent, then we react to their venting and then they don't know what to do. And so they wind up getting so frustrated with our reaction that they wind up throwing a fit. That's good. They, yeah, we take it personally that they're out of control. And so then we start throwing a fit. So then they, their fit, you know, ratches up the next notch. Yeah. So we can segue into our first um, commitment and how that can help you to have a house and a home that where fits really aren't thrown. And that is to pursue God. So parents, the first question we ask parents when they are talking about fits being thrown in the home are, do you throw fits? Well, and I have a confession. I mean, I think Molly and I took turns flowing, throwing fits those first couple years when she was throwing them and I was too because I didn't... Molly being our oldest child. Yeah, Molly being, yeah, when she was like one and two and whatever that was, she would throw a fit or I would throw a fit and we were just feeding off of each other. Right. Negative energy. And so parents, the first thing to do when we put... Um, the crazy cool culture into our home, the crazy cool environment is to pursue a relationship with God and, and take our fits, if you will, take our frustrations to God. And really, uh, another thing is just to apologize. We're going to make mistakes that, you know, for me, my kids have seen me throw fits dozens of times, unfortunately. Last month. We, no. <laughs> yeah, well, most likely with customer service representatives because yeah, that one definitely they pushes will, your buttons oh my don't goodness, they? they will get you know when i am trying to get something done on the phone or one i've been on hold for 27 minutes or 47 or whatever it is then i get some customer service person that has to follow the rules and will not and there's no and i have a simple request what seems very simple to me and they can't do it and it's usually a bank or uh, um, an internet provider or somebody like that or a credit card and or our cell phones our those cell phones oh my goodness those take forever <laughs> and I am just about to I lose no I'm not about to I lose it and so um because that just gets really under my skin when people don't want to do their job or they, <laughs> you can you hear the frustration yes, in his voice now I mean, you're I'm about so, to witness I'm, a very fit I'm, exactly <laughs> I'm mad and I'm not even, not even on the phone with them and so but, um so then it becomes I need to apologize for that. I need yeah, to I need to tell that's my good. kids. So parents, you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. And and honestly, your kids really they want to see you make mistakes because then you're human and they they're not you're not some person trying to be perfect. 
but we got to apologize for those. We, and, and we got to recognize that we don't get to throw fits either. If we don't want them to throw fits, then we've got to be parents that don't throw fits. So that's one of the things. And, and then when we do, we say, God, why did I throw that fit? What did that trigger? Why did that trigger something in me? And guess what? As we pursue God, he'll tell us, well, that's hitting this nerve for this reason. And then we confess it back to him. So, so pursue God. Um, we don't get to throw fits and we, we don't get to be, um, parents that are that are that are poor examples and then when we do make mistakes which we will we go back and and correct that with our kids well and then before you go to the next one Mm -hmm. too even pursuing god with your child throwing a fit you know okay god give me the patience that i need give me the endurance or the understanding that i need with this child as they are throwing their fit because so many times we once again like molly and i we would feed off of each other and it was just one giant fit but if you invite god in to you as the parent as you're interacting with the child then you're going to meet that their fit and be able to bring what's needed to neutralize that fit which is a great segue into building relationships yeah because so often parents your kids are going to throw a fit um you know maybe you will get the child or children then and maybe you'll have a household where you don't have to deal with fits complete compliance at all times (laughs) chances are though you are going to face fits and so in a relationship standpoint, what do you do about that? So first of all, I think that um, in building a relationship, we want to, uh, one of the ways we build relationship with our child is how we respond to their negative behaviors because they want a, a place that they can be accepted even though they may not be perfect. And so many times how we respond to their tantrum is going to dictate um, maybe how they're going to re- how they're going to do it again, right? Yeah. So it's an investment. It's a deposit. What did you call it? Capital? Or you just yeah, we're building, building? Yeah, building yeah, capital. We're building capital, and so is they throw their fit, you know, if, if it's a small child, hug them and, and hug them tight and whisper in their ears, I love you. You know, you, you, you got this, you know, self-control, you know, God's give you peace, even maybe even pray in their ear or something like that. And so you're now investing in that child in their reaction, instead of you freaking out along with them, you're now meeting them and you're being the stability and that becomes an investment. Yeah. And in the building capital uh, aspect of, of relationships and with our children, it's not just when they're throwing a fit, but we are always right. building capital in our relationships. We want to always be in the capital building business. Uh, we want to be in the relationship investment business that when we see them, we, we're thinking, okay, how am I going to invest in them? Sometimes they're in a good That's mood. Good. Sometimes they're in a not so good mood. Sometimes they're down. Sometimes they are up, whatever it is. But we are meeting them and investing in them because... When they throw the fit, and this is important, we don't allow fits in our home. Right, yeah. And some people say, oh, no, you're relational. That means you coddle your kids. And they will say no, because <laughs> when they throw a fit, if anybody in our house throws a fit, then it's it's just, it's not really it's not really acknowledged as something where they're, they're going to get their way because of it. So when that child throws a fit, at that time, you're going to spend some relationship capital because you're going to say, look, you're throwing a fit. That's not 
going to happen in this yeah, house. Not acceptable. We don't. I, I'm happy to talk to you about right. this. We're happy to have a conversation about it. And and trust me. And well, as we get to culture, we'll talk about how to build that that trust to do that. But well, we're just not help me understand. Right. Exactly. You draw the line and. Parents, you're the ones that get to decide if fits are being thrown in your house or not. You're the one that draws the line in the sand and says, we're not throwing fits and we are the Mannings or whatever your last name is. And we, we don't throw fits. We use other ways to share what's going on in our lives other than out of control fits. And it's okay. Sometimes your child cannot get it together. Right. It's okay to say, I understand that you're frustrated. Mm-hmm. I see Go that you're to frustrated. Yeah. Get yourself together, come back, and we'll talk about it. But you're doing a lot of damage right now. Don't do damage. I, I want, and that's one thing to tell them. I want to hear you. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to do understand want to understand what's going on. But I'm not hearing you and understanding when you're imparting it this way. And so much of that is just being calm. So yeah. you can, you're spending relationship capital in that you're standing up to the fit. Right. But you're not standing up to it by making yourself louder. You're, you're standing up to it by saying, hey, I'm going to be a firm parent, but I'm not going to be allowed. I'm not going to throw a bigger fit to shut down your fit. Because usually that does one of two things. It either ratchets up the fit by your child. Yeah, so now it's a scene. <laughs> now, now it's a scene and, oh, and, and the child is determined to win. And then you become determined to win. So That's it good. just keeps escalating. Or your child cowers in submission and withdraws and yeah and stuffs all of those feelings whatever it was that triggered the fit is now not anywhere close to being processed because they're they haven't been accepted they've made parent mad they don't feel loved or they feel rejected whatever that is and so they've stuffed it all and either way as a parent you've lost well, and so to use these said fits as a red flag to what's going on. I mean, right. something's going on. Maybe your kids will go through a season where they throw fits more than others. What is that? You know, do they need more sleep? Do they need more food? Do they need more attention? Is somebody bullying them at school? I mean, we, there's, there, is a, there is something that's happening behind the scenes that's creating this um, disharmony yeah. within their little bodies. Is there a relationship issue at home? Right. Is there, somebody, somebody, is there a disconnect with, with mom or dad? What's going on? There, there are indications of things. Fits, that's another thing in the relationship is fits are indications of something. They are right. red flags. Just like if, if your kid gets a rash, it's an indication of a physical ailment. Fits are indication of emotional instabilities that need to be addressed. And so and so instead of running from them, you know, go ahead and spend that capital that you've invested in. Go ahead and, uh, and face it head on with a child and um, use, which we're going to talk about next, is the culture to pursue your child and get to the bottom of those fits. Yeah, and I think that's the last thing we want to talk about today is uh, we, we talk about building a culture in their home. Well, how do you build a culture in your home where fits don't happen. A fit proof. A fit proof culture. Home. Exactly. <laughs> fit proof. And, and many, we have four different uh, aspects of culture. And the one that applies most to fit throwing is being a safe home, being right. a safe place, being a listening parent, because kids don't throw fits that already feel like they're heard. Mm-hmm. And so when you want to stop fits, and I think that's the biggest thing we've done to create a house where fits really don't happen nearly as often as they did, is our kids know they can come to us and, and it'll be a safe place for them to come. They're not going to, they may get 
in trouble for something or may get, um, you know, there may be consequences to their actions, but they know they're going to come to a place where they can be heard and, and it'll be processed. Yeah, and that we're going to take the time and the energy to hear them and to ask good questions to get to the bottom of what triggered the fit in the first place. In fact, our kids will say, and I want your kids to be able to say this too, our kids would say that other than the fact that there's seven of them and, yeah. and, and it's the time is spread, every one of our kids would say that as their parents, meaning Suzanne and I, pursue them. And so it's not just the fact of they will be heard when they come to us, but we pursue them and we want to listen and ask questions for them. So if you want to diffuse a fit, and, and many times the boys now who are teenagers are like, will joke about, oh my goodness, they always want to talk to us and they always <laughs> want to do things. With we just want to stay in our room and they always want to talk to us. But that's just a, that's a front right. because they like being pursued. And so one of the keys to having a fit-proof home is not just to listen to them when they respond, but to pursue them with those questions. Part of creating that safe environment is to pursue them in a way that they will feel like they are always going to be heard. Yeah, and something else I just thought of, parents, is you, if your child's throwing fits, then I um, challenge you to listen to what you are saying to them, because maybe you're saying more negative than positive, and maybe you're not encouraging them, which is another element in our culture, right. is to encourage them. And so just make that flip yourself and just be intentional to say encouraging things like, thank you so much, and you're so helpful, and I love it when, and just to give your, basically building your kid up back down to the, you know, build relationships, that's your capital that you're investing in, is encouraging them so that they've got when something goes wrong, which it will, and they can't have their peanut butter and jelly sandwich at whatever time, then they've got they still feel loved and accepted by mom and dad. And so they don't have to necessarily throw that fit because reality is fits are thrown to get attention. And if they're not getting enough positive attention, then they're going to go after the negative attention yeah, that's good. because they are wired for attention. And so parents, you have got a huge impact on your child throwing a fit by what kind of attention you're giving them. And so if you flip it yourself and give them some positive attention, then the fits might disappear without even having to, you know, investigate, I guess. And so let us encourage you that over time, fits can be a... a, a not a part of your home for sure. anymore. It can be because yeah, you want a peaceful, it can be diminished. calm. Yes, exactly. And That's so we, we, we've, we've taken fits and fits can happen with kids of all ages. Uh, we've got the three-year-old laying down on the floor and screaming <laughs> to the teenagers going in and slamming the door and, and maybe saying a bad word or whatever. Or throwing uh, something. Yeah. Or, yeah. But, but we want to help you create an environment where fits are not a part of your home. And we filtered it through the three commitments. Pursue God. You don't get to throw fits. We don't get to throw fits. We have to be the parent, and we are examples. And when we do, we apologize, build relationships, investing relationship capital, um, how to deal with the fit when, they, when that relationship breakdown has the potential to occur. And then finally, just building that listening, safe, encouraging culture to where your kid feels like they are getting the attention. They don't have to throw fits to get attention because the environment in your home is built around 
giving them the right attention, not too much attention, but enough attention and good attention where they feel good about themselves and, and good about their relationship. So hope this helps you to. So I just want to say one last yeah. thing, just to equip you parents that we said it all the time. I think we started the podcast with fits are the pits. And we would say that to our kids, no matter how old they are. And so as a teenager, as, as you see a fit coming on, then we would say, hey, fits are the pits. And it would be a trigger for them to realize, okay, I'm about to throw a fit or I'm throwing a fit all the way down to the two-year-old when they're throwing a fit. Hey, buddy, fits are the pits. You know, we don't want to throw fits. We want to talk or whatever that is. So just to equip you with some language or a statement, and maybe your family wants to come up with a different statement, you know, fits are a drag or whatever you want to do. But just to go to head into it and you bring what you need to bring to the table to eliminate the fits. Tantrums are terrible. That's going to be the new statement for you guys. We'll fits just... are frightening. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to us. And uh, we hope that we can help you to maybe eliminate fits in your home. That would be awesome. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this podcast and we hope to hear from you on social media. Let us hear any of your comments, any of your ideas. In the meantime, go be crazy parents crazycoolfamily.com.